0: Hi guys, Colleen Hunt, gluten-free gold, based in the Lake of Panama. Back in the backyard, enjoying the quiet and the noise of the birds trilling instead of the taxis barking away. Uh, Yeah. So, we saw the allergy doctor yesterday, and he was pleased to tell me I wasn't allergic to any chemical compounds. Uh, that's what the three sheets on my back were. And then he was nice enough to do the free, uh, do the food testing for free for me. And, um, he did 48 different foods. And I think I heard him say negative 212, but I have, uh, 10 that are, um, high on my list. And then there's a couple that I, I don't really want to revisit just in case. Uh, I'm still hesitant about uh introducing them to my to my uh my menu. But the ones that I was really surprised in was carrots, uh watermelon, uh cantaloupe, uh peanuts, walnuts, almonds. What else the other is it was a really weird a pears, crab. So I've had I had a a severe allergic reaction to a ceviche uh, down here in the first year, and I haven't gone near seafood since. Uh, My sister, who's a nurse, said if you go, uh, you had a reaction like that again, you you're gonna have to go in the hospital. So I've stayed away from it. So I'm gonna be a little hesitant still about reintroducing it. But the thing that got me. And it it's like a a huge, huge uh slap in the face, so to speak. The thing that got me is halfway through our conversation yesterday, he realizes I'm a baker, and um amongst the things that he said for me to give up, um, one one of them is, dye my hair." Uh, Another one is uh, using shampoo in my hair. And another one is wearing makeup. I'm a 58-year-old single woman. That pretty well seals the casket on my social life. Done. So now I'm at the the point of um, uh, I have a haircut and color that was scheduled for the end of the month before I go to Nashville. So I texted the hairdresser and said, um, if you want to reschedule me just for a cut, go for it. But I'm now at the point, um, I've been dying my hair and the doctor might have a point that I've been dying my hair every month since I've come down here. And before I came down here, I didn't. So I have my dark roots. I know I have a uh, gray hair, and then I have my blonde hair. So am I going to let it grow out or am I going to do what to me seems a logical thing is take it all off? the hair, the hair, take it all off because, um, down here, nails and hair grow, grow like weeds. Uh, I've done this before. I had my hair, uh, to my elbows when I came, before I came down here, I, I cut it to here to, to the length of the sleeves. And then I slowly got to the point that I cut it to here. And then within a year and a half, it was down, down to here again with regular haircuts. So what's the point? What's the point? Maybe it's year two. Uh, 2020 is year of new beginnings, fresh starts. So he had said to me, um, you have to quit baking. He told a baker that she could not bake for a living anymore. So, um, uh, I am going to try to do a few things in um, my little kitchen, uh, increase the circulation. I picked up some safety glasses for my eyes, and we'll see if those those um, measures make it livable for me. Um, I've never had the severity of uh, a reaction to when I had the bakery. But the bakery, we had a lot more air circulation, and it was in a bigger space. So so, uh, here I am at another stage of my life, and I'm getting the rug ripped up from under me. And it makes me think of so many points in my life that I have had to adjust for the happiness quotient. Adjust. I could stay mired in the, oh, oh poor me, and this and this and that, or I can change my course. Um, I, I talked about this before I did the the barmaid for a uh, bartender for 13 years because it served the purpose of being home with the kids. And I had cash, on, uh, being home with the kids during the day and I had cash at, at all times uh, when I was working. And then the kids were in school, Um, then it was time to have a job so I can get a house. So I adjusted again, and I took a job in uh, mail industry, went to school. And um, even though I feared dying every day because of the high electricity that I worked with, for 15 years I went into work because it was a, a great paying job, and it gave me the lifestyle that I wanted. So I turned 50 and I decided I want a lifestyle, not with money, <laughs> but with um, contentness and joy and purpose. So I become a, a gluten-free baker. But I started with, for the farmers markets, what I wanted to do. My, my goal was to sell plants and vegetables and some baking if necessary. And then you go to the farmer's markets and you realize that the, the Hutterite families have the vegetable market cornered. They have the large families to do the work. And by myself, there was no way. So I had to adjust and I started baking again, something I didn't want to do because I've done it all my life. Even though I enjoy it, I wanted to try and do something. But the thing was, is that you adjust to the circumstances and then, uh, asked to do the gluten-free baking and I tried the gluten-free baking and I thought it it was as easy as pie like anyone could do it and then I found out that not everyone can do it and then I adjusted my product again um I think it was a year and a half two years into the markets and uh I had come back that day uh, it it got to the point that when I went for supplies every week I would take my Dodge Ram truck and it was full, like full to the top. It was about $2,000, 1500 2000 worth of supplies every week. And that particular day I had a friend, she took her truck and her truck was filled to the top with canning with the, uh, uh, the Mason jars and the lids and stuff like that. Because my products were half was the gluten-free baking and half was the pickles and, and condiments and stuff like that. And I, we had over a hundred varieties of each so that the, the baking covered the, the fresh stuff or the frozen and the canning covered the, um, you had the initial outlay, but it got better with time. So you always had something that was selling and the income, uh, leveled out. And I remember I had just spent probably about $1,200 on supplies, and I had got a phone call from the farmer's market manager. She was the manager of the two large markets I was doing in the city. And she said, Colleen, I I have a, a, something to talk to you about. And I said, so what? She said, you know what? Um, I think you should offer frozen gluten-free items. And I said, oh, my God. Why didn't you call me before I went into town? Like uh, I said, I just, I just committed to doing the canning with just not the time and the recipes, but, but the products I I had in the corner of our dining room, a eight foot by eight foot at eight foot high block of canning jars and, and lids for the next few months that I I'd be canning. And I said, it would have been so easier if you had told me or mentioned this before. And she said, I think you would do do really good. Hence, another time that I could have fought it and said, no, that's it. I'm not doing it. I'm convinced this is the way and just be bullheaded and narrow-minded. And I sat there and thought about it for an hour or two. And I went, she's right. She's right. It was another way of me to diversify and to bring a steady income. So I could have, uh, been pigheaded and said, no, nope, this is how I'm doing it. That's it. That's it. Or open my mind to the possibilities and go, I think, she, I think she's right. I think, she, I think she has something there. So step back from my ego and adjust, adjust. Life has been a lot of adjustments. Um, when I came down here, uh, I had. Totally intended to open up a gluten-free bakery. So when we did open the bakery, we started with the baked goods. And and I wanted to be able to offer a breakfast because I found, for myself, it was impossible for me to find a, a good gluten-free breakfast in town. And then lunch. And then we had people that were uh, vegetarians or vegans. They said, you know what, there isn't anything really for us. So, I again, I expanded my menu so that there was vegetarian and vegan items for lunch for them or frozen that they could get because I think in my mind being able to diversify or roll with the punches so to speak makes it so that the chance of your success is better smoother anyways so now we're at the point the bakery's closed because I didn't want to work Twelve hours a day, six days a week, and we're baking from the the house. I have a commercial kitchen in the house, and now this doctor is saying that that um, what I do for a living to support myself the only way I support myself for the next seven years, I can't do anymore, so I either adjust or I continue to to experience the uh, symptoms that I I've been having. I'm, I'm hoping that this adjusts it. So, so the stuff that he points out. So does that mean that my hair is going to be short? Yeah, probably for the next year, it's going to be cut, but you know what? It's only hair. It's only hair. It's not like life and death. And when, when I'm sick with my allergies, it feels like life and death. It's uh, really, really depressing. So I could adjust a haircut. I could adjust, we'll do the air circulation. I got the safety goggles. um, Trying to figure out a way so I I can continuously uh, wash my hands so that there's no dust on them so that I don't touch my face. And we'll see see if that works. But the thing is, is that, You're telling me two weeks, two and a half weeks before I leave to Nashville for a week of of fantastic networking, (laughs) don't dye your hair, don't wash your hair, don't wear makeup. All right. I'm just so excited. Just so excited about this trip. But actually, I am excited. The makeup bit. I'll figure that out. Mom said use hypoallergenic uh, makeup, and that's what I'm using right now, and and it doesn't seem to to help. But maybe the, uh, the cutting back on the the airborne particles in the bakery might might uh, do something. But uh, I, I feel I don't know what it's like for you, but I feel if I look at everything that's given to me or placed before me. There are so many situations where I could, uh, dig my heels in and fight it every step of the way, or I can pick up the problem and look at it from a different angle. And life is for me looking at a different angle. Um, we don't have the bakery, but we don't have the hassle. I get to bake still for people right now and it provides an income, um, it's the uh, I I am hearing from my children. Oh yay yay! You're sick. You're sick. That means you have to come back to Canada. And and I go. Uh, you have snow still, right? Because me and snow, not a good match. Um, I was talking to mom today. We went to town for some supplies, and um, she's the same. She doesn't want to go anywhere near snow. And I don't blame her. I, You don't realize, I don't think, unless you're into snow sports, you don't realize how much of a mental issue it is for you. Like for myself, every September, October, there was like uh, the world was closing. It was dread because the snow was coming. It means the the freezing rain, the freezing rain and slush and ice and snow and... Just the thought of driving in that just the just it was overwhelming mentally. I remember when I lived in Toronto. Oh my God, how long? Uh, Twenty some years ago, and I was always out on the highway that the uh, 401. I was always out on that highway before the snowplows. So I would take two or three ibuprofen for the pain, the headache I would get because as soon as I got in that aero on the highway, which uh, uh, a faint gust of wind would bring it over the 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 lanes because I had a death grip on the steering wheel. And I was tense from head to toe trying to make it to work alive and back. And, and I, I had weights in the back. I had the winter tires. I had everything. And it was just, it was just a painful experience going there and back. But the thing is, is that you do what you have to do to get stuff done. And for me, adjusting is the only way to go. So, uh, he took my breath away yesterday. And then when he told me the foods that I couldn't eat, um, Peanut butter and I have been quite close for the last two months. That I haven't been able to eat a lot of other stuff, and now that that can even be a part of my life. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm thinking of adjusting. I I'm gonna uh, pray for the the ability to keep my mind open and and my eyes open to whatever's placed before me, because I feel that all of this is happening for a reason. And I don't know if you're from that type of thinking, but for me is when I look back on circumstances, it was like a well-laid plan that was laid out for myself. But at the time I'd be thinking, oh my God, what the heck? What's this happening for? Why is it happening to me? Oh my Ah, And It's like a well-laid musical. Everything happened at the certain times with the certain people for a certain reason. And I have to believe that that's what what that that is right now. So if you have any idea, besides uh, my sister suggested, she said, if you want your hair blonde, put some lemon juice in it. But um I guess you will see me with a lot less hair in the next little while. And um, getting ready. We have 14, 15, 16 more days, 16 more days. Then I'll be in Nashville. Um, hanging out with some super cool people, super cool people. And I'll tell you. There's a lot of very new beginnings in my family. And we'll get to those later after I get permission to talk about them. So um, think about it. I don't know what it's like for you. But for me, adjustment to circumstances instead of being bullheaded and stubborn. And trust me, a lot of members, including myself, are bullheaded and stubborn. But there has to come a time that you look at your life is, is it worth fighting? Because I was always told, um, many, many years ago when I first started in my sobriety, I was always told, um, like, don't fight your higher power for what they have in store for you because whatever I want in my life, it will no way compare to the life that my higher power has for me. Like not even a, a sliver of the grandeur. So, and you think about it, a little girl growing up in northern Ontario, 50 years ago, could not picture being in this country, living this lifestyle. Um, for, for for my life, life is great. Life is really good if you're not fighting it. And you're enjoying it, and you're taking it one step at a time. It's great. There's nothing can be that bad. And trust me, I've had some things that have been bad, but nothing can be that bad. If you stand back and look at it from a different perspective. Everything happens for a reason for myself, and I just have to trust that, um, I'm going to enjoy the reasons, so enjoy the journey, right? So that's my rant for today. Colleen Hunt, Gloop Free Gold from DeLega, Panama.